Hey, cats and kittens, happy Wednesday. I am trying to figure out which days I'm going to post on my uh, my podcast. I was going to do it on a Monday, but seeing as how a lot of stuff was going on, um, it was kind of hard to post on Monday, so I'm just going to see what, where this goes, where this takes me. I might just end up posting on uh, Wednesdays or Thursdays for now, but uh, expect a episode probably every Monday. I'm, I'm going to try to start your week off with a little bit of a, uh, I don't know, a nice story or two, if you will, and yeah, <laughs> I didn't really think about what I was going to be doing with this uh, this recording today. I just kind of started recording, and I now realize that Louie is in the background, and he is being extremely spastic and playful. He's running around, and we're just, we're just gonna go with it, I guess. Anyway, I hope you guys are having a good week so far. Uh, for me, I just realized I should probably tell you a little bit about myself, where I am. So, I guess to start off, I am from originally California. I was born in the Bay Area, and then we moved, my my dad and I moved to Los Angeles in 2006, where he remarried, and I lived there for 10 years, and then I moved to Oregon in 2016, and I'll get into why I'm not a fan of Los Angeles a little bit later, just because it's 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 a very long story but i realized that man i haven't really explained who i am on my podcast just yet besides the fact that i like want to tell a bunch of stories and that everybody you know if they're interested in in hearing about it just experiences and stories from uh people's lives friends and family's lives and hey even even my cat has a story <laughs> um So, there you go. So, I guess I'll explain why I prefer Oregon probably a thousand times more than uh, Los Angeles. (laughs) And this is not me trying to hate on Los Angeles like crazy. There are parts of LA that are actually really cool and, you know, historical. And you can, I mean, some of the best food I've ever had comes from Los Angeles. And no, it's not just because California has In-N-Out. I mean, that is a huge plus, but there are other joints and places that you can go to where the food is homemade. Um, I don't remember the name of this one restaurant, but they uh, it's basically first come, first serve. If they have anything there for um, their customers, they do not make it twice. They only have a specific amount and they display it, obviously, in a temperature-controlled environment where it's sanitary and it's safe for, you know, customers to enjoy. But again, it's very much like you're walking into somebody's home kitchen and whatever they have is whatever you're going to eat. And that's that. So, yeah, that place, I I do not remember the name. And I know if my parents are listening to this, they're probably yelling it, going, It's this place! I know what you're talking about! <laughs> I just, I just don't remember it off the top of my head for now. So, anyway, there's a lot of great food places. There's a lot of great places to... <laughs> if you're like me and you like to go to tourist spots, um, they're entertaining. I mean, you can't deny it. 
I enjoyed theme parks, I enjoyed going to specific museums like Ripley's Believe It or Not, and uh, the Guinness World Record, I think, museum is right next door to it. So, yeah, there are parts of it that I really did enjoy, and I also like the fact that everything that you were trying to get to, well, not everything, but most places are within a 20-minute radius. So when it comes to going to a specific park or when it comes to going to a specific movie theater or one of your favorite coffee shops, everything there is around 20 minutes to get to, you know, give or take on traffic. Los Angeles traffic isn't the worst, but uh, people are definitely constantly on the move. Uh, That's partially the reason I wanted to get the heck away. (laughs) And, yeah, because I, in my experience in Los Angeles, that's where I discovered that I have, um, I have anxiety and I have depression. I didn't learn that I had that until 2012 when I was a senior in high school and I didn't know what this feeling was, you know, the heart palpitations, just the heart, like fast heart rate and you can't sit down, you can't stay down, you have to constantly be on the move, you know, either walking or running around, getting energy out that you didn't know you had, and thinking the worst possible outcomes of things that are not even happening, and I didn't know what that was at the time, so that's when I discovered, living in Los Angeles, I had anxiety. It later turned into depression, which this one is just... It's all genetics in my family, but it's part of the reason I didn't want to be in LA anymore is because that's where it manifested itself. And because of the lifestyle of people living in Los Angeles, if you were not someone making, you know, if you weren't a wealthy person or if you didn't have like the most prestigious education that there was to offer... And if you didn't look like a tanned model, like where you, you know, you weren't a size double zero in your pants, it just, you really didn't fit in. If you didn't look, you know, like a supermodel all the time, and if you didn't have clear skin, and if you, if you looked like you put on some weight, people consistently, they they judged you. And I don't like that kind of living. I don't like that kind of you know, atmosphere, environment, so I I left. I moved to Oregon for two reasons. One, there was a college here that I'm really interested in, still interested in today, (laughs) that uh, was offering a program that I'm trying to study for. I will get into that at a later time as well. And the second reason was because Oregon was a lot slower. It's not as fast-paced as it was in Los Angeles for me. People here, uh, in my opinion, people here are a lot friendlier. People actually care about what you say, meaning they actually care about, you know, hey, let's have a conversation. Let's get to know each other. Um, People open doors for you if they see you coming. I mean, it's there's a lot more chivalrous acts here than I've ever witnessed in Los Angeles. I've literally had people stick up their nose at me in Los Angeles when I passed by them in the street, and, I mean, it just, it wasn't fair. It, it's, 
if you're if you look like you're below me this is what this is what i took away from it if you look like you're below me with the status quo i'm not going to acknowledge you i'm going to look down on you and you're not going to be you know somebody who i even take a second to get to know people judged others quite fast whereas in oregon i haven't experienced that at all and i've i've lived here for almost 4 years and needless to say I'm a lot happier in Oregon. Plus, there are four seasons here. <laughs> you get rain, you get snow, you get you get spring, you get summer. Um, it's it's really nice. And honestly, uh, if if I can recommend to anybody out there who wants to come visit Oregon, uh, I would come and visit in uh, October because October is where all of the leaves change. Everything is still green before, you know, it's it's kind of dying off because winter's coming. And it's not it's not freezing outside yet. You will experience some rain, but it's not freezing rain. It's very nice and it's it smells so fresh outside. October is my favorite month of the of the year in Oregon. And it's not because I'm a huge fan of Halloween. I mean, Halloween's different. That's fine. But because of the season and it's just it's beautiful outside i recommend it to everyone if you visit oregon in october you will see so many colors you didn't even know that plants could make (laughs) so there you go that is the reason i moved here and those are the list of reasons why i think oregon's a lot nicer just just saying if you're like me Sorry, I'm going on another topic now. If you're like me, then in the current situation of where the uh, the world is residing, you know, during... I know you've probably heard this a billion times over, but it is a fact. Uh, coronavirus. I'm extremely grateful that I... Uh, I'm not going to lie, I got my stimulus check today. I paid my rent off with it, and I also paid off... Something else um, that I really needed over... I think I... I got something for school. And it's kind of expensive, but it was definitely worth it because what I'm currently using is about six to seven years old. It's slow, it's too big, and I just... I don't want to use it anymore. So I also got myself a little treat... Uh, with the rest of the stimulus check that I was given, and this is because it's going to help me with school, and that is primarily what I'm going to be using it for. So I'm very, very grateful for that. I don't know how many other people out there are able to get their stimulus checks, and I feel for those who don't have a whole lot of money, who are probably on the verge of bankruptcy, or homelessness, or um, what else? Uh, just people who also have, you know, really big families or lots and lots of medical bills. And in this country, it's just so unfortunate. In, in, in America, I should say, it's so unfortunate that we have to live, you know, paycheck to paycheck right now. Most of us do. And it just it, it's it sucks. I really do feel for the for the people who are still struggling financially. The stimulus check is only, you know, it's it's like tapping away at stone with a tiny pick. 
we're only getting a couple of crumbs off of this stone when we're trying to make a masterpiece out of our lives and we just can't. It's nice to have the help. It's just, it, it's, it's rough when most other countries are offering monthly paychecks until this, you know, the pandemic ends and we're out of quarantine. Whereas the US, from what I've read and what I've heard, we are only getting this one check this one time. That's what's the difficult part about it. And that's why I feel for so many people out there. Because I'm fortunate that I don't, I'm not married. I don't owe any car payments on my car. I'm renting and I'm renting with a friend of mine. So the rent is split in half and it's, it's a lot cheaper than it usually would be. Um, I don't have kids. I don't have any sort of debt in my life whatsoever. I'm not even in debt in college. So I, I realize I am very lucky to have what I have. I'm very grateful for it and I do not complain at all. The only thing I'm complaining a little bit about is that I wish I had a job besides being a student. I wish I had at least a part-time job so I could still make some income because currently due to the pandemic, that's, I mean, that's why I lost my, la- my, my last job, unfortunately, because I wasn't considered an essential worker. That's just, a, that's just the fact. But I am grateful that I still have a roof over my head, and that's, that's what's most important to me. And it also reminds me to thank my, uh, I have a few peop- a few friends and a sister who are nurses, and one of them is living in Los Angeles still. She's on the front lines and she works with uh, coronavirus patients directly. I don't want to say her name because I, she doesn't know that I even have a podcast, (laughs) but I do want to acknowledge her and say thank you to her because she's literally putting her life on, on the line right now. And I wish her the best. I hope she doesn't get sick and If I could, I would make her breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day because I know that nurses and doctors all over are working, you know, they're working their butts off. They don't get a break, really. I mean, it's it's difficult right now with the situation. And if I could, I would, excuse me, I would give her a break when she comes home from work so I could, you know, make her something to eat so she could just chill out, do nothing. Because she's been doing all she can all day with these patients. So, as a reminder, just like with the first episode of this podcast, <laughs> you know, thank your nurses, thank your doctors, ask them if they've had any if they've had any water today, if they've been able to take a break since they first started their shift. And if you have the time to wait, you know, and they really do need to like use the bathroom or get something to drink, if you have the time to wait, please do and let them do what they have to do and come back when they're, you know, when they finish doing their business. Because that's what I always do in every single appointment I have. I, I make sure that I have the time to ask. And granted, you know, we're doing over the phone and over video calls, mostly with our doctors and nurses, if we're not actually sick. And you know, it's just a typical, it's just a normal checkup. Like, Hey, how are you feeling today? Oh, I'm okay. Let's take your temperature. Let's, let's check your weight. Let's check your blood pressure. Okay. You're good to go. You know? So that's a little different, but if you're in person and you have the time, that's what, that's what I mean. So yeah. 
going on another-ish topic. (laughs) I don't know what other people do for fun when they're stuck in quarantine, but for me, I, well, for one, the background, I know you've been hearing my cat play with his toy like crazy. He's extremely hyper. He's 10 months now. Yeah, 10 months today. Wow. And my sister, my oldest sister, who told me that when her cat turned 10 months, he got a hyper streak. He was extremely excitable. He would run around like crazy and, you know, very, very energetic. And I think that's what's going on with my cat, Louie, because <laughs> he's definitely, he's definitely doing that lately. And with that, you know, he's occupied with his activities and I'm occupied with mine, which uh, I'm doing math homework for my college. I am enrolled in community college taking a specific math course I don't want to say because I'm a little embarrassed, but at least I'm doing it and I'm getting an A. Haha. Um let's see. I'm also uh I I okay. I currently have a very heavy blanket that I started uh, about 3 years ago. And it's great. It's comfy. It's actually really heavy. I didn't realize I was going to make such a heavy blanket. And I sleep with it almost nightly. But because it's, you know, been loved and used so much, it is obviously starting to kind of fall apart. I crocheted this blanket and it's uh, it's it's definitely having some wear and tear. So I decided, okay, I'm going to start crocheting a new blanket, a little bit bigger of a blanket that's not going to be because I made six squares with my original one and put them all together by just sewing it together on the edges. And that's partially where it's starting to kind of sever. <laughs> so I've decided, okay, I'm just going to make a new one. And it's not going to be made of, you know, pieces of, of a blanket. It's just going to be one whole blanket. So that's what I've been working on. I've also been writing a lot more. I obviously watch TV, (laughs) and I've been reading too, and if you're wondering what books I like to read, it's mostly, I'm mostly into memoirs right now, and historical fiction. So, for example, here's a huge example for you. I have reread all of the Little House on the Prairie books. Don't come at me. Those are good books, at least in my opinion. (laughs) And my sister, uh, my oldest sister, sent me two books that I never got to read in school. One of them is obvious is is an obvious classic, Little Women. I haven't finished it yet, but I, I like it so far. And then the other one is the book that was banned from school after a while, The Catcher in the Rye. And I mean, I haven't been able to start that book yet, but it looks like it's going to be a really great read. And I'm looking forward to being able to read it. So those are the activities that I've been doing, and if I go outside, it's purely just for if it's an emergency, not, well, not exactly an emergency, but if it's necessary, like going grocery shopping, and I avoid everybody at the store. I do not want to get near anybody. Um, unfortunately, I don't have a mask yet, and I've tried to make one, and it's just I don't have the right materials. So that's why when I go to the store, I avoid every single person who comes even remotely close to me. (laughs) And as soon as I get home, I obviously, you know, get clean again, make sure that I'm clean as hell. So that's, that's one. And 
the other reason I go outside is if, like, I'm walking and I know that there's nobody else around me. If there's somebody who's, uh, you know, on the sidewalk, the same sidewalk as I'm on and we're coming towards each other, I purposely cross the street. I just, I don't want to risk it. And it's not because I might get sick. It's because I don't want to get them sick because I don't know for sure if I'm carrying it. And yes, I know, stay home, stay home. But going for a walk outside that I've read about, as long as you're not near anybody, you're fine. It's okay. But don't walk, you know, within six feet of, like, an elderly couple or a group of kids or something like that. Because you just don't risk it. It's not worth it. So those are the only two reasons I've gone outside. One, grocery shopping when I actually need to go grocery shopping and I legitimately don't have anything in the house. Or if I really just need to get outside to get some air and there's nobody around. So there you go. Those are the those are the two reasons. And yeah, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to stay home all the time because you get stir crazy. And oh, I should mention one other thing. If, if anything, this is a great time to learn how to either speak a second or third or fourth language. Speak another language <laughs> in general. Or, if you really want to pick up an instrument and you have the, the money for one, then go for it. I bought a ukulele about a, what, week and a half ago? Two weeks ago? Either way, I have a, I have a ukulele now. It was only, I think it was only $30. Um, I bought it online, and I've been practicing it since. And I now know how to play You Are My Sunshine. I've been slowly learning how to play Mr. Sandman. That's such a hard song to learn, by the way. (laughs) But I really like it. And if you can develop a new skill during this quarantine, I highly recommend it. So, yeah. And I'm trying to decide whether or not to end this episode here or to continue on just for, you know, another few minutes because, I mean, everybody's home. Every single person who I know is home and stuck inside and probably bored out of their minds if they're not, you know, doing some sort of work. <laughs> so the more podcasts you listen to, the, honestly, it, it, it's kind of nice just to have in the background because one of my favorite things to do it is to either clean or do some sort of activity with a podcast playing in the background while I, while I do my thing. It's, it's just one of my favorite activities. And if, uh, let's see, I would mention which podcasts I listen to, but I realize that they're a little bit more adult and I didn't put a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode. So let's, let's save that for another day. But if I can recommend other podcasts to you that are more, you know, kid friendly (laughs) and it's, it's good for adults too. It's not just, it's not just, you know, Hey kids, you know, let's, let's learn our ABCs type of thing. Um, it's the moth. There's a podcast that my dad highly recommended to me called snap judgment. I, oh my God, I'm like obsessed with that podcast. (laughs) There's another one I know, um, Oh yeah, if you like, you know, short stories about really unique history, it's, uh, I think it's a great idea if you listen to two of these podcasts by the same person. One is called Lore, L-O-R-E, and then the other one is Cabinet of Curiosities. 
And these are so cool. The stories that are told in them by the same guy. I mean, because he, he plays a really unique soundtrack in the background that really pulls you in. And it's like it's like listening to a show. But you can picture all sorts of, you know, old-timey things that go with it. And it's so hard to explain, but just go check them out. And one of the stories, I will say, one of my favorites. Um, yes, this is going to be a spoiler. Sorry, but it's true. There's a story about this man who was born without his arms. He didn't have arms. And he was a great violinist. And he played with his feet. And one of his special things that he did was play for um, an audience and then, you know, he would purposely loosen one of his strings on his violin so he could change it while, you know, he's still he's still performing on stage with a bunch of other people. This one is one of my favorite stories from this podcast because it's just so cool and unique and special and it really shows also that no matter who you are, you are capable of doing something in your life. And no disability, no, you know, no minor, not minor, I shouldn't say that, but no no aspect of your life should get in the way of the thing that you really want to do. And that's what I took away from that episode. I just, it, it, it's awesome. It's, it's great. And I can't <laughs> think... Of any other podcasts that are kid-friendly along with adult-friendly. So, I guess that's where I'm going to have to end it there. Sorry. I will have more... Um, I'll, <clears throat> excuse me. I will have more suggestions in the next episode. But for now, this is all I've got. And if anything, you know, I, I, should, I should end the podcast with this. Keep your chin up. Stay positive. Things are going to get better. If you're feeling like what, how I'm feeling where you feel kind of done and down in the dumps once in a while because it's so hard to stay positive during this this outbreak, then, I mean, there's always something coming up. The, the one thing that is constant is that time keeps moving forward. I mean, it just, that's the one thing that doesn't stop. Time, it, like, change is constant, time keeps going forward, so we're always going to be moving forward towards something better, despite the fact that we're, that we feel like we're being dragged through, you know, a river of mud right now. <laughs> At least we know that something is going to happen. It's going to get worse before it gets better. And that's honestly just kind of the sad truth, but that's how these things work. And if if there's anything I can say, it would be that keep your chin up and keep keep moving forward because that's how things get better don't give up don't stop here because here is not great but over there meaning ahead of you is better at least this is what I took away from growing up in Los Angeles and growing up over my life because things obviously were not always easy and things were you know they weren't the worst either but stuff gets better over time so with that I will uh, I will leave it with you I'll leave I'll leave this with you there and uh, wherever you are good afternoon 
or actually I should say good morning wherever you are. So good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. Thank you for listening and I will be back soon with another episode.